Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today's text is from Genesis chapter 25, and it's going to cover several different topics. More marriage for Abraham and, and sons, the death of Abraham and his burial, the generation, the family tree of Ishmael, then the generation and family tree of Isaac, starting with the birth of twins, who then grow up and well, squabble over birthright. So this text is a little bit of everything, but we begin. Abraham took another wife whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimram, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan fathered Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Dedan were Asherim, Letashim, and Lumim. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Epher, Henoch, Abida and Elda. All these were the children of Keturah. Abraham gave all he had to Isaac, but to the sons of his concubines Abraham gave gifts. And while he was still living, he sent them away from his son Isaac, eastward to the east country. These are the days of the years of Abraham's life, 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael his sons buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, east of Mamre, the field that Abraham purchased from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with Sarah his wife. After the death of Abraham, God blessed Isaac his son, and Isaac settled at Ber Lahai Roy. These are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, named in the order of their birth. Nebaioth, the firstborn of Ishmael, and Kedar, Adbeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tema, Jetur, Naphish, and Kedema. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names, by their villages and by their encampments, Twelve princes according to their tribes. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years. He breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people. They settled from Havilah to Shur, which is opposite Egypt in the direction of Assyria. He settled over against all his kinsmen. These are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham fathered Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel the Aramean, of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban the Aramean, to be his wife. And Isaac prayed to Yahweh for his wife, because she was barren. And Yahweh granted his prayer, and Rebekah his wife conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is thus, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of Yahweh, and Yahweh said to her, Two nations are in your womb. And two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. When her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak, so they called his name Esau. 
Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stew, for I am exhausted. Therefore his name was called Edom. Jacob said, Sell sell me your birthright now. Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. This is the word of the Lord. So we start the text with Abraham marrying again. His wife Sarah had passed, and so he marries another, Keturah. Now, we don't know much about her, much of anything about her, really, other than she's going to get called a concubine in verse 6. Concubine. We first saw that word back at the end of chapter 22 when we learned of Nahor, the brother of Abraham, that he had a concubine named Ruma. A concubine is a wife. A lesser wife, but a wife. Imagine having multiple wives. One of them is going to be considered primary, one secondary. That's the kind of thing here. And so, even though Hagar and Keturah are never called concubine directly, they're called wife, both of them, yet Abraham is said to have had concubines, plural, and that he gave gifts to them to the sons of the concubines. So this could be Hagar and Keturah, or it could be a reference to the idea that Abraham also had others. I take it as Hagar and Keturah myself, um, but there's an openness to the, the phrase in the text. She gives birth to eight, well, six sons, bringing him up to eight total. And then we learn in verse 3 that Jokshan fathered two, Sheba and Dedan. What's interesting about this is that Ham, so remember Shem, Ham, Japheth. Ham had a son named Cush. Cush had a son named Rama. Rama named his two sons Sheba and Dedan. I point this out because the similarity might indicate to us that Jokshan married a woman descended from Cush. So married outside the family. Maybe. There's a lot we don't know. Of the list of the names in this section, Midian is the most significant, as the Midianites will end up being the people living just east of the Gulf of Aqaba. Uh, That, by the way, Gulf of Aqaba is the eastern of the two little gulfs that come out of the top of the Red Sea. So they live just east of that. When Moses flees from Egypt at 40 years of age, he lands up and Midian, where he meets the the women, he ends up marrying one of them, and he lives and serves her father for the next 40 years in the land of Midian. Jethro, priest of Midian. 
He's going to give gifts to them, so he does take care of them, but ultimately he gives all that he has to his son Isaac. He dies at the age of 175 years old. This is still descending from Genesis chapter 4, 5. We first see the death numbers coming in, I guess 5, the age of men being in the 900s, and then slowly reducing after that. Isaac is the only one left in Scripture that will outlive Abraham. So his son Isaac will live 180 years instead of 175. But it will keep shrinking here over the next few generations yet until it drops below that 120 number to stay. That number, by the way, from Genesis 6-3, where God limits the length of years of man. Abraham is buried together with his wife Sarah in the cave of Machpelah that he purchased from Ephron the Hittite back in chapter 23. We also know, again, Isaac, Rebekah, Jacob, and Leah will all be buried in that same cave. After this, Isaac is going to settle at Ber Lahai Roy. So, together he and Ishmael did bury Abraham. I skipped over that, sorry. So, we don't know how well those two brothers knew each other after Ishmael was banished and sent away. But... They communicated enough that Isaac could get word of, I- of Abraham's death to Ishmael, that he could come for the burial. Isaac settles down at Be'er Lahai Roy, which is 30 miles southwest of Beersheba in the Negev. This is the third and final time that this location will be mentioned in Scripture. Then we get the genealogy of Ishmael. God had promised that he would make Ishmael's family great and make him into a nation as well. And here's the fulfillment of that beginning. So you get the list of sons bore to Ishmael. And you might ask your children on this. How many sons does Ishmael have? Who else do you know that has that many sons? Because the number's 12. Now you could go backwards. We've seen Nahor already back in chapter 22 had 12 sons. But now also we know in the future that Jacob, son of Isaac, son of Abraham... Jacob will have 12 sons, and they will go on to be the 12 tribes of Israel. That is, they will go on to be the church, the people of God. These 12 sons, these 12 tribes of Ishmael, are almost uh, an opposite, almost an anti-church. And when you consider that some within Islam, especially early on, it's a little weaker confidence now, but some within Islam believe that they trace their roots back to Ishmael that they go back to Abraham through Ishmael. In which case, Islam being seen as the descendants of Ishmael, it would be a church, just not a faithful one. Ishmael gets to live 137 years, so he lives a long life as well, before he dies and is gathered to his people. It's an intriguing phrase, and we wonder who his people might refer to. could be the Egyptians, as Hagar, his mother, is Egyptian. It could be uh, those who of his own descendants have already passed away. So as he had sons, and they had wives, and they had children, and so forth, that some of them died earlier. He's buried together with them. Another possibility. They settle from Havilah to Shur. Now, Shur is in the Sinai Peninsula, right up against the Mediterranean Sea on the north side of the peninsula. Havilah is going to be east of that, stretching over towards the Persian Gulf. 
So that strip of land is going to be the primary spot that they're settling, at least at the moment, because eventually they do move down into that southeastern direction, filling in that Arabian territory. He settled over against all his kinsmen. This goes back to what God promised to his mother, Hagar, that her son would be a wild donkey of a man and that he would be at odds. His hand would be against his brothers. So that's Ishmael, but then we switch to Isaac. So we've had Abraham and his death, and now we're getting his sons, and we're tracing their family trees. So Isaac is going to take us to, in verse 20, his marriage to Rebekah at the age of 40. And for the first 20 years, they have no children. His wife is barren. Now, that barrenness is mentioned in Genesis three times. Three women described this way, Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel. God opens the wombs of all three of them. And they're the wives of the three patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God opens their wombs. The Lord is faithful. He provides children. I mentioned with Sarah that maybe the Lord kept her womb closed all those many years, 90 years, in order to show his faithfulness, that he would provide to teach them to trust. doesn't specifically say it in Scripture, but that seems to be a, a very reasonable idea for it. Now, in this situation, Isaac prays. He prays to Yahweh on behalf of his wife. Yahweh hears his prayer, grants his prayer, and gives Rebekah a child. Not just one, but two and they begin to wrestle within her womb. She notices all the movement and is concerned, and so she goes to God in prayer. Notice that, right? She went to inquire of Yahweh. This is good. Faithfulness from both Isaac and Rebekah here at the start. God responds to her. Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. A reversal of the normal pattern. Normally, the older is the firstborn, the respected son, the heir of all things from his father, but here it's going to get turned on its head that the younger brother is going to be the heir. And we'll see that play out over the next few chapters. Two nations. Jacob becomes Israel. Esau becomes Edom to the south. We don't know if she ever told Isaac about this conversation with God or not. The scriptures don't tell us. So indeed, twins were in her womb. Twins are born. And as the firstborn, Esau, comes out, he's described as looking like he's covered with a hairy cloak. A very hairy baby. They name him Esau, which means uh, something like one who does or one who makes. So he's going to be a doer. His brother comes out holding on to Esau's heel, so they name him Jacob. Now, Jacob means heel or one who grasps the heel. It comes to have the meaning of deceiver. The question is, how does that connotation, or, or maybe when does that connotation come about? Does Jacob as a name become a name to mean deceiver because of this Jacob and we know of him and what he did in his life? Or did the name already have the connotation of deceiver before Jacob's time? We just don't know. 
but it's interesting to consider that they might have named him Deceiver, knowing that already. So Isaac, 60 years old, when these boys are born, which means Abraham's 160, so he sees both Esau and Jacob for 15 years of their life. Now, having grown up, we skip all that childhood. Esau is a hunter, man of the field. Jacob, a quiet man, dwelling in the tents. He's a homebody, might be another way we might say that. He doesn't like leaving home. He just wants to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Favoritism causes pain. And their son, Jacob, learns that tactic. Like father, like son. He learns this favoritism and expresses it in his own family. And this could be a good family conversation for you. How does Jacob's favoritism in his family cause hurt and pain? Whom will he favor and whom will he hurt? So you got both the marriage account as he marries Leah and Rachel, but favors Rachel, and so the hurt that that causes Leah. Then you also have the sons as he favors Joseph, Rachel's firstborn, over all the other brothers, and that leads to them. I can't blame Jacob. It's their sin, but it's a part of it. It leads to them selling Joseph off into slavery, their hatred, their despising of their brother. Lastly, in the chapter for today, we get an account of their, well, their grown-up life, where Esau has been out hunting, Jacob's been at home making some food, and as Esau comes in from his hunt, he is famished. He says he's exhausted. He's going to claim he's about to die. And Jacob's been working on this bowl of red stuff, and stuff's a pretty literal translation of the Hebrew word there, red stuff. Esau demands it. Let me eat some of that red stuff. I'm exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Edom means red, by the way, but he's not named red because he was red as a baby. He's named red because of the red stuff that he sells his birthright for. So this is a negative name that's attached to him, almost like that name his brother Jacob has to begin with. Edom is a negative, reminding him of his foolishness here in this moment. And his nation becomes named after this later on. Sell me your birthright. This is his brother's demand. All right, let's look at this from both perspectives. From Jacob's perspective, your neighbor's in need. He's hungry. He believes he's starving. He's going to die. What do you do? You take his livelihood away from him. No. What do you do? You give him food. A good way to talk about this as a family together as well is just ask your kids, put them in the situation. Your brother comes in, he's hungry, He's if he doesn't eat soon, he's going to die. What do you do? Hopefully your kids will answer you, feed him, instead of, well, you manipulate him and take him for all he's got. If you've got kids saying that, watch out. <laughs> I mean, that's what Jacob's doing here. But anyway, on the flip side, Esau, I'm about to die of what use is a birthright to me exaggerates his situation, and ultimately loses such a wondrous, such a wondrous blessing. Now, it's not the blessing. We'll come back. We'll talk about that when we get to the blessing later on. Jacob's going to steal both the birthright and the blessing. This is the birthright. That is, this is the inheritance that when dad dies, Esau would either get everything or a double portion 
inheritances were treated differently at different times. A double portion would be dad divides up all his stuff equally amongst the number of his sons plus one. So in this case, he's got two sons. He divides all his possessions into thirds, two plus one. Esau gets two, Jacob gets one. So all the brothers, all the sons get one, but the firstborn gets a second. Or the firstborn simply gets all of it like Isaac did. Hard to say because it's practiced differently at different times. But Jacob swindles his brother here, tricks him, deceives him out of his birthright. Let us praise the Lord incarnate, Christ who suffered in our place. Jesus died and rose victorious, that we may know God by grace. Let us sing for joy and